Hare Krishna. Anche kalpatrubhyascha kripa sindhu bhye bhachapatita nam bhavani bhyo vaishnavi bhyo namo namaha. So we are continuing in our study of Canto 11, the Bhagavatam, chapter 21, explanation of the Vedic path by Anche Krishna to Uddhava. And we've arrived today at text number uh, 25. Uh, this section uh, uh, 23 to 25 you may remember uh, discusses the provisions made by the Vedas for the sense enjoyers previously this section 19 to 22 it talked about the faults of the path and sense enjoyment because really the deeper thing is why uh, in the Vedas is this uh, provision for sense gratification made and and why the allowance uh, for this is is there and how uh, because of people going to the Vedas for sense enjoyment, they are unable to understand the actual meaning of the Vedas, which is uh, aparoksha, esoteric, at least to them, hidden uh, to them. Uh, so, uh, so text uh, um, uh, twenty uh, twenty four. Uh, well, uh, twenty three. It said those statements of scripture promising fruitive rewards do not prescribe the ultimate good for men, but are merely enticements for executing beneficial religious duties, like promises of candy spoken to induce a child to take beneficial medicine. 24 says, simply by material birth, human beings, this is it, comes when you're born. In a sense, you just inherited it, but it's from the past lives, you know. Simply by material birth, human beings become attached within their minds to personal sense gratification, long duration of life, sense activity, bodily strength, sexual potency at friends and family. That's the package. Their minds are absorbed in that which defeats their actual self-interest because you think your self-interest is to improve in all these things. And it's just the opposite. Things are just the opposite of, of what, they, what they seem. So now we come to text 25. Uh, which continues uh, along this uh, the, this path, uh, uh, having having said this uh, statement of remember the word was asta manasaha, being addicted within their minds to these things, devoted to the improvement in these things. Right? This is what all the politicians promise that everybody says they're going to give all of this stuff. Right? So text 25, we'll read it now. First is chant, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So continuing, Natan Avidusha Swartam Brahmyato Vijnadvani Katam Yunjat Katam Yunjat 
punasteshu tamstamo vishato buddha. The running translation here is uh, those ignorant of their real self-interest are wandering on the path of material existence gradually heading toward darkness. Why would the Vedas further encourage them in sense gratification if they, although foolish, submissively pay heed to Vedic injunctions? Um, this is a, uh, to, to me, this translation is a little bit confusing. It begins, Natan, submissive, meaning those people who are submissive to the Vedic injunctions. So at the translation, it comes at the very end. Uh, uh, so they, they, they are, they, 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 these people in Natan, they accept the authority of the Vedas, but avidushaha, they are ignorant, swartam, of their own interest. Swartam means your self-interest, your real self-interest. So these people are submissive to the Vedas, but ignorant of their real self-interest, uh, which is, of course, uh, the highest uh, bliss of, of, of transcendence. They don't know this. And these people are brahmyataha, wandering. Uh, where? Vijjana advani, upon the path of danger. Uh, this vijjana, which is translated here, danger. You could say uh, the literal meaning of this word is crooked, bent. So like a like a, a mountain path that says you know tight bends and stuff like that. It also means disastrous, calamitous. Uh, it also just means wickedness. All this this interesting word that has all these things from a kind of uh, bent, crooked, deceitful, and so on, in many ways. So here's this path of of, of uh, the the material world is this. Regina Advani, the, the path of danger, of, of, of calamity, of distress, of misery, another meaning, affliction. All these are the meanings of this, this word. That's a, it's a good word to use here. Uh, so these are these people. They are wandering in this, on this, this, this disastrous path, ignorant of their own interest. So then the question is, Katam, Why? Would the Vedas encourage these people further, yunjat puna, engage them further in those things that cause their uh, uh, disaster? Why would they encourage them, it says here, in sense gratification and those things that are really against their interests? uh, and make them enter further into darkness. Uh, 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 and the word Buddha at the end means the intelligent, which refers to Vedic authority. Uh, 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 why, Swami translates this a little differently. Why would the Vedas encourage persons ignorant of the highest bliss, but who are submissive to the Vedas, who are wandering on the path of karma from body to body to again take a low birth. So he kind of explains it, explains it uh, this way. Uh, 
Bandhus, uh, I mean, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, the foolish people who do not know their highest happiness, uh, which is swartam, your own self-interest, but have faith in that which the Vedas reveal is most beneficial, uh, are wandering on the path of danger, the path of karma, in various bodies such as devata and humans. So the path, this dangerous path, is more than just this life. Anyone in the material world, you may think you're in heaven, you're secure, but again, you fall down. You're having a good time. You've, you're, it's like you've gone on a vacation with a, a good karma. is like money in the bank. And you go on, and, and when you enjoy the fruits of your good karma, say from your previous birth, you're spending it. And then when the bank account is empty, boom, you go down. And there's nothing you can do. We see that in this, even in this world, some people, they reach some high position, they're living high on the hog, they're doing everything, and then all of a sudden, boom. You know. during, during Prabhupada's uh, time uh, in, in America, we had President Nixon's spectacular fall. <laughs> Where everything came due and suddenly nothing he could do. Everything he did to make it better made it worse. You know? So this happens. So you go, to the, you go to the heavenly planets, boom, you, fin- you come down again. So that's always the path of danger, whether you're a devata or you're a, you're a human, a marcha. So it says, why would the Vedas, Buddha, encourage these people who will receive birth as trees or other low forms, when it says tamaha, the path of take, take a low birth uh, or ignorance, means those... So the Vedas, then he says the Vedas would then have no authority if it actually encouraged these people. So that's not what they're doing, even though they may take advantage of it. Uh, So therefore, the Vedas, uh, uh, it it prescribes regulated sense gratification. And it gives you this, it's it's like there was a communist song that used to make fun of, of, of religious people, uh, there'll be a pie in the sky when you die. You know, they saw you know the over, over the upper classes impressing the lower classes by making you be good because yeah we keep all the money but when you die you, there'll be something for you there you know so there'll be a pie in the sky when you die. That's, <laughs> so that that level of religion which promises, yeah, you, 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 you suffer now, you obey your authorities, you'll be a dutiful person, you'll be good, you follow the teachings of the church or whatever, and then you'll get your reward in heaven. Uh, that's, that's karma kanda religion. So, and it's not just the Vedas. Any religious text ha- has this level. And some, many people, that's, what, that's all there is. That's, that's, that's what it's about. That pie in the sky when you die. Uh, 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 so the Vedas also has that level, and of course we know from the Bhagavad Gita what, what Krishna. We've already seen what Krishna has to has to say about that. So now, uh, when we, now we well, now we come to the next. Um, well, let me look at the BBT uh, purport to this one. Uh, Uh, 
materialistic persons are not prepared to renounce society, friendship, and love, uh, and so on. Uh, in order to bring such foolish persons under the canopy of Vedic injunctions, the Vedics promise innumerable material rewards, even promotion to heavenly planets, to those who faithfully execute Vedic injunctions. So the, when they point out, yes, it's like offering candy uh, to children as a reward if they take their, their, uh, their medicine. Uh, yeah, so they simply make make the, the, the same point. And they, they mention Veda, Vada, Rata. This is spoken of in the Bhagavad Gita, of course. Krishna uses this term. They are devoted to the words of the Vedas, but they use it only, they think there's nothing more than uh, Boga and Aishwarya. Uh, Krishna says he criticizes the Vedas the, the, those people who think there's nothing more than this sense enjoyment and opulence Boga and Aishwarya uh, so then uh, then uh, text 26 continues now uh, uh, now here at 26, uh, now the explanation begins going up to 34. Uh, 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 the point of all this discussion is that the sense enjoyment enjoyers cannot understand the Vedas. He's saying now they don't really understand what it's about. Why is that? Why, what is their inability? So 26 begins, Evam Vyavasitam ke chit avijnaya kubuddhayaha halashutyam kusumitam navedajya vadanti hi. Persons with perverted intelligence. This is the word here. You see this word in the end of the first line, kubuddhayaha, or the second line as they break it up here, kubuddhayaha. Buddhi is, is, is intelligence, but ku is bad. Right? Su, good, ku, bad. Su, buddhi, good intelligence. Ku, buddhi, bad intelligence. So they have ku, buddhayaha. They have bad intelligence. Uh, Kechit, some people, uh, with this per- the, here, perverted intelligence, do not understand the actual purpose of Vedic knowledge and instead propagate as highest Vedic truth the flowery statements of the Vedas that promise material rewards. Those in actual knowledge of the Vedas never speak in that way. So here's the contrast. Uh, These people uh, uh, who uh, uh, do not know the, uh, this word here is vyavasitam, the uh, determined conclusion uh, here, the, the ascertained conclusion that of the Vedas, they don't understand this uh, actual. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the word is avigyaya. They don't understand the the uh, Vedas. They take these, and here's the word that'll show up again uh, later in a few texts later. Uh, Palashruti, the scriptural statements that promise material rewards. Pala means fruit, 
and Shruti, those statements that promise, you do this, you will get this, you do this, you will get that. Uh, and so Vedic sacrifices and other ceremonies are undertaken with the idea of getting those things. If you do this, you have restricted sense enjoyment, you only eat meat that's been at least sacrificed, you know, and so on, then, then this will happen. These are the halashruti, the, 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 the texts that promise these rewards. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, uh. Those in actual, those who are Vedic yana, those who are in full knowledge of the Vedas, uh, they do not speak this way. So he says it quite clearly. Uh, and Banu Swami, uh, following the, the Vishnu Chakravarti, the way he translates it is some persons not knowing the intention of the Vedas. So that's another meaning of the Avasitam, the intention, what the Veda intends. Uh, uh, not knowing the intention of the Vedas, speak of the attractive material results of karma, which are flowers and not fruit. Uh, uh, so this is very interesting. There's, uh, uh, when the Bhagavad Gita, uh, you know, and two, uh, 42 and 43 talks about the flowery language of the Vedas, uh, a flower is very beautiful. But when the flower goes on, it produces a fruit. So they're flowers and not fruit. <laughs> you get attracted by the flower, then you don't get to you get to, don't really get the real fruit of the Vedas. This, they, this, this was never really clear to me, but here this 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 idea of of the the metaphor of, of flowers mistaking it for the fruit. Uh, and a mango flower is nothing like a ripe mango. <laughs> so so uh, uh, they, he just says, they are fools, kubudaiha. Those who know the Vedas do not speak in this way. Uh, the, the, uh, so when, when Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur uh, uh, translate, uh, comments on this, he says, why do the Mimamsakas Say that attaining svarga is the highest goal. This is the so one of one of the orthodox schools. Uh, they 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 asti. They they accept the authority of Vedas, but they think uh, that there is nothing more than this. They're called karma mamamsa. That 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 that, that they perform follow the, the the Vedas for the idea of attaining svarga. And that's the highest goal. So that, that, that group of people, the Yajnik Brahmins, you know, that, that, that do these kind of things, uh, they, they say it's the highest goal. So why do they, so there's, there's, you know, there's a school of thought. They have commentaries on the Vedas. They really, everybody uses the Mamsaka uh, kind of uh, rules for Vedic exegesis, uh, for, for, for the, their rules for, understanding the Vedas, and they come up with rules that almost everybody uses, but they only go so far with them. So why do the Mimamsakas say that attaining Swarga is the highest goal? Not knowing the intention of the Vedas, they speak about the attractive results mentioned there as authoritative. 
Actually, however, those are the flowers, not the fruit. The results mentioned in the scriptures are flowers, not fruits. So the idea of the flowery words, the Vedas, Pushpatam Vacham, they mistake the flowers from the fruit. These people are foolish. They do not know the goal of the Vedas, since those who know the Vedas, such as Vyas, do not say this. Those Vedic, yeah, he gives Vyas as the, the example of, of that. And, uh, and uh, so, and this is spelled out a little more fully in the, in the, uh, the BBT report. The followers of the Karma Mimamsa philosophy declare that there is no eternal kingdom of God beyond this universe and that one should therefore become a professional performer of Vedic rituals in order to keep oneself in a material heavenly planet. So they buff it up like that. As explained by the Lord to Sri Uddhava in a previous chapter, there is no actual happiness in the material world since one will inevitably rotate to the various planetary environments stretching from heaven to hell and thus always be disturbed within the material atmosphere. Prabhupada talks about the children on the merry-go-round. You're not really going anywhere. Uh, 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 so they, in this way, they... Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, make the, make the, uh, the, the, the same same point, uh, and this word uh, that they use here for flowery is kusumitam, uh, which literally means furnished with flowers. Uh, uh. Now uh, to twenty seven. Uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur comments in the, in the comment uh, purport uh, to, to this verse. He says, the foolish, the foolish persons are described in eight verses. So this takes us up to text 34. So now here's the description of, of the foolish people. Uh, so uh, Krishna continues to Uddhava with, 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 uh, with, with 27. He says, Kamina Kripana Lubdha those who are full of lust, uh, avarice, and greed uh, um, mistake mere flowers to be the actual fruits of life. So here's where this has come from. Uh, 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 so these people are described kamini kripana lubdha they are lustful uh, kripana miserly or greedy uh, lubdha is greedy rather and, and uh, uh, this word uh, kripana miserly uh, means that they uh, greedy means you want something for other people. The other thing is whatever assets you have, you don't even enjoy. You just want to store it up uh, and keep it for yourself. You're not generous at all, miserly. Uh, uh, so these people, these people, pushpeshu uh, palabudaya, uh, they think the, uh, the flowers are the fruit. 
well, this is what Pusha Peshu about the flowers that they are uh, the, the the fruits of mistaking the flowers to be so. This, so this is where it, it comes from, actually. Uh, then it's very interesting. Agni Mudha Duma Tanta. Bedazzled, you could say, uh, bedazzled or bewildered by fire, meaning the sacrificial fire. <laughs> bewildered by the glare of fire. And Duma uh, Tanta, uh, suffocating from its smoke. From Lokam Levadanti they cannot recognize their own true uh, identity. Uh, uh, they say here. Uh, 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 their own locum. Uh, so the way, the way uh, 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 not knowing their identity means either the, that they are servants of the Lord or they don't recognize the Lord. Uh, uh, that's the way Vishnu Chakravarti talks it, uh, t- takes it. Uh, he says, the foolish persons are described in eight verses. They think that the intermediate result, the flowers, are the highest result. They have lost discrimination by, be- by becoming absorbed in sacrifices and become exhausted by treading the path of smoke. Remember, there's also a heavenly path. It's called Duma. Uh, it's mentioned, uh, mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. The path of smoke. Swarga, and by the smoke from the sacrificial fire. Uh, Swarga may be dazzling, that prospect. Uh, uh, And then he quotes Shruti, not knowing the Lord, absorbed in sacrifice, they become fatigued by smoke. So somewhere, he just says Shruti, somewhere in the Vedas, this is Kaschit Swam Logamna Pratijanati Agni Muddo Haiva Duma Tanta. So this this in here is actually this verse is actually something of a partly a quotation from something that's elsewhere in the Shruti, uh, according to Advishna Chakravarti Thakur. So they don't know themselves or they don't know the Lord. They're locum. Uh, they're themselves or their their own uh, position as devotees. Um, Uh, in the BBT, they say the word Agni Mugdha, bewildered by fire, indicates that such persons consider Vedic fire sacrifices awarding material benefits to be the highest religious truth, and thus they merge into ignorance. Fire produces smoke, which obscures one vision. Similarly, the path of fruitive fire sacrifices is cloudy and obscure without clear understanding of the spiritual soul. The Lord here clearly states that fruitive religionists cannot understand their actual spiritual identity, nor do they realize the genuine shelter of the spirit soul in the kingdom of God. Lord Krishna states in Bhagavad Gita 15.15, Vedaishya Sarvaira Ameva Vedyaha, all Vedic knowledge is actually meant to lead one to pure love of God. Um, all the Vedas are just a searching after me or seeking after me. 
Fortunately, we have the Bhagavad Gita because it really, Krishna basically, in, in the Bhagavad Gita, gives a survey course of all the different Vedic dharmas and says this is the conclusion. He really spells it out in very simple Sanskrit. We have the advantage of taking that uh, as Krishna's own uh, comment, uh, explanation of the Vedas for, uh, for us. Um, uh, uh, so this, uh, we may see this may be hard to understand how some people are so confused. Uh, but uh, 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 they don't really have some of the advantages that we have from Lord Chaitanya. Otherwise, we would never know. Uh, so now, continuing uh, discussing uh, discussing these these uh, foolish people. Nate mam anga jananti hridistam ya idam yataha utta shastra ya ya shu Yata Nihara Chakshushaha. He says uh, uh, the, the running translation here, my dear Uddhava, uh, this Anga, sort of like my dear. My dear Uddhava, persons dedicated to sense gratification obtained through honoring the Vedic rituals cannot understand that I am situated in everyone's heart and that this entire, the entire universe is non-different from me and emanates from me. Indeed, they are just like persons whose eyes are covered by fog. So now he clearly states to Uddhava what the whole thing is about, that uh, they do not nate jananti, they do not know mum, me. And who, wh- where am I? Fidhi stum, seated within their heart. So actually, not so far away, not so inaccessible in some ways. Uh, uh, where's God? Right here. Uh, uh, and who is Idam Yata? Uh, 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 and who, who is both this universe, because he's the cause of the universe, they, 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 in the Vedas it's understood that, that, that the cause is present in the effect. Uh, and so uh, he's definitely the material cause. It comes out of him. It's his energy. So in that sense, he's present. It's, a, it's Krishna in another form. Uh, who is, so he is idam, this, and yataha, and that from which it comes, both. He's the, he, he, he is both cause and effect. Uh, no. uh, uh. And so it says, and the entire universe is none different from me and emanates from me. It is, I am this, and that from which this comes. When they say idam, often just this means this, this world. Uh, uh. And then, Uttashastra, Yasu trip, yasu tripto. Now, this is very interesting. This this word here, Ukta Shastra. Uh, uh, those who uh, 
the, the and you see in the word for word when they give the meaning the word meaning who consider the Vedic ritual activities to be praiseworthy or else for whom their own ritualistic performances are like weapons that kills the sacrificial animal. You can read this both ways. Uh, because ukta means a, 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 a saying or a statement. Uh, and the word, uh, word ukta-shastra means, um, it's, it's actually a name of the Samaveda. It refers to that's one of the names for the, one of the, the, the Vedic texts that are recited when performing the when performing sacrifices. So this is the Upta Shastra, or you may consider the Vedic rituals to be Upta to eulogize them. You know, uh, means a saying, a sentence, or eulogy, praise. Uh, so praiseworthy. The Shastras to be this part of the Shastras to be pra- praiseworthy. Or also, it, uh, the word Shastra, as explained in the, in the purport, is, a, is, is the, another meaning of Shastra is weapon. Uh, a weapon for killing animals. <laughs> uh, 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 so that, that, that kind of double meaning is there uh, with the Shastra. Uh, uh, and then... Uh, Asu Tripta. Uh, those people are Asu Tripta, simply interested in uh, sense gratification, and th- their eyes are uh, covered by fog, uh, like a person who is just as their they their 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 situation. They don't know him because just they're like one whose eyes have been blinded by fog. You can't see what's coming. You can't see what's going. Um, so, so uh, Swami translates this, O Uddhava, persons dedicated to sense gratification obtained through honoring the Vedic rituals cannot understand that I am situated in everyone's heart and that the entire universe is none different from me and emanates from me because their eyes are covered by ignorance. So he, Vishnu Chakravarti is saying, who is the person, the lokam, they do not know. Because the previous verse, they do not know loka. Uh, they do not know me, the antaryami, the uh, one who lives inside, huh? dwells inside, situated in their heart. I am this universe. And then he says, somebody says, but you are a conscious form, not this universe. And then it continues. The answer is, from me the universe arises. I am the universe because I am its cause. They consider karma to be praiseworthy. This is one meaning. Or they consider that it involves killing animals, Uta shastra. They are dedicated to satisfying themselves, asutriptaha. What is the cause of this? Their eyes are covered by ignorance. And then he quotes a verse from the Rig Veda. Actually, he gives the, 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 the Sanskrit. It's the Rig Veda 10.83.7. You do not know him who produced these creatures who, dwell with, who dwells within you, surrounded by ignorance, 
uttering mantras to maintain themselves, the priests carry out their actions. So these statements are also there. Uh, uh, and he, he, quotes, he quotes directly from not even the Upanishads, but the, uh, the Rig Veda uh, in, in this way. Um, so now uh, we go on. The uh, 29 and 30 are, are here uh, uh, translated together. Teme matam avijnaya paroksham vishayat makaha himsayam yadiraga syad yajna eva nachodana himsa vihara yalabdhai pashubi swa sukechaya yajante devata gyanai Excuse me, Yajanti Devata Yajnai Pitti Bhutta Patim Kalaha. Those who are sworn to sense gratification. Uh, this, this is the word Vishaya Atmaka. Uh, this word Atmaka uh, absorbed in or, or completely. Uh, dedicated to uh, vishaya, sense objects, their whole soul, you know, they're into sense objects with their whole soul, atmaka. Te me matam avijnaya. They don't understand my teachings or my conclusions. Uh, uh, so as in the previous verse, Krishna is now speaking of himself as being the ultimate goal of the Vedas to Uddhava. Uh, because uh, they are uh, without understanding my... And the word that he uses here for conclusions that modifies it is paroksha. This world w- will turn up later. Paroksha. Uh, here it's translated as confidential conclusions of the Vedic knowledge as explained by me. So the word paroksha uh, means hidden, confidential, esoteric. Uh, the base meaning of something far away, either in a distant place or in the past or somewhere you can't see. It's, it's really beyond your sight, beyond your uh, uh, paroksha. Beyond your eye, eye, beyond the range of your vision, and so here it's used as you don't see it; it's confidential. Uh, 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 so the word will come back later uh, in a very significant way. So you remember the word paroksha here. It's this word first shows up. Uh, so they don't understand this uh, uh, because they are absorbed in sense gratification. Uh, and uh, it says taking pleasure in violence. Uh, this was actually uses this idea of, of uh, that they are uh, attached to taking pleasure in violence. They cruelly slaughter innocent animals and sacrifice for their own sense gratification and thus worship demigods, forefathers, and leaders among ghostly creatures. 
Such passion for violence, however, is never encouraged through the process of Vedic sacrifice. You know, this kind of uh, point where Vedic sacrifice began to become more and more about animal killing prompted an uh, anti-Brahminical reaction in India. Uh, and from, the, from that reaction, you get the Buddhists and the Jains. Buddhas, Buddhas coming out of the Kshatriya community and the Jains coming out of the Vaishya community. And both of them are kind of Protestants against this. And we always understand that Buddha came to stop animal sacrifice and because it was done on the basis of Vedas, he denied the authority of the Vedas. So the, both the Jains and the Buddhists uh, are, are called, uh, technically, uh, they are not part of the, 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 the uh, Nastika. Uh, they, the word Astika means one who, it means, astic, Asti means it is. So an Astika is one who accepts the authority of the Vedas. Prabhupada conveniently translates it as atheism. But really, the, the, the strict meaning of the term is you accept the authority of the Vedas so that the karma kanda brahmanas are actually astika. They are within the Vedic fold because they accept the authority of the Vedas. Whereas uh, the Buddhists and the Jains, because they reject the authority of the Vedas, are called Gnostica. Yeah. Uh, because one of the qualifications of a brahmana, astikyam, I mean, it accepts the, the Vedic, Vedic authority. But this explains that, that why the Vedas were rejected by, by, by uh, uh, at least by Buddha, uh, as a, a kind of intermediate thing leading ultimately to a re- re- Vedic restoration. Um, uh, and to this day, you'll, you'll go in, in Calcutta and you'll see butcher shops uh, having pieces of bloody goat hanging up with a picture of Kali, because they were and it's Kali Prasad. Uh, that's that's what it is. It was offered to Kali. Taking pleasure in violence, we cruelly slaughter innocent animals and sacrifice. Uh, uh, and they say this, himsa vihara, they take pleasure in violence. Ahimsa is nonviolence, so himsa, himsa vihara. Uh, 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 they take pleasure in violence. Uh, and uh, for the, by the means of all these slaughtered animals, swatsuka, for their own happiness. Swasuka each chaya, the desire for their own happiness. Yajate, they worship or they, they sacrifice to the devatas by yajna. Uh, uh, to, well, to the devatas, the devas, the, 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 the forefathers, and bhutapati, the leaders among the ghostly spirits, and then kalaha, these people who are cruel. Uh, that, that's that's who they make their uh, sacrifice to, uh, and uh, as I pointed out about this word paroksha, it'll show up again in text 35, where Krishna has to explain why this paroksha is there in the Vedas. Uh, 
Banu Swami translates this, those who are attached to sense gratification, not understanding the confidential conclusions of Vedic knowledge as explained by me, their minds overcome with enjoyment, and taking pleasure in violence, worship devatas, pitris, ghosts, and ghosts by sacrifice uh, uh, with animal killing for their own happiness. Uh, They think that the Vedas permit violence through sacrifice if one has such an attachment, though this is not the injunction. Uh, uh, so this is based on the Vishwan Chakravarti Thakur's comment. Not knowing me, they do not know the meaning of the Vedas approved by me. It's matam. Not knowing my opinion, which is hidden, paroksham, uh, they worship devatas, pitris, and ghosts by sacrifice. Because the next question is, why is this hidden? Why are the, Veda, why are the Vedas so not so obvious to everybody. Uh, 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 Their mistaken idea is presented. They assume the Vedas say that if one is not able to give up killing animals, then one is permitted to do so by performing sacrifice. But this is not the injunction. Not knowing my intention with minds overcome by material enjoyment, they take pleasure in violence. Uh, and uh, let me see if there's anything additional in the BBT report we should look at. It's pretty long, too. Yeah. Uh, they make the, the, uh, the same, same points here. The demons perform Vedic sacrifice. This is described in, in the Bhagavad Gita. Those who are demonic, they do perform such sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, but they are the demons perform Vedic sacrifice but are inimical to Lord Narayana for they consider the devas the demigods, the forefathers the pitris or Lord Shiva to be equal to God although understanding the authority of Vedic rituals they do not accept the ultimate Vedic conclusion and therefore never surrender to God Thus, false religious principles flourish in the demonic societies of the animal killers. Um, And then they make the point here that you may say that in America we don't have animal sacrifice, but we also worship other people. Our real real devas, our movie stars, athletes, whose pictures do people look at all the time? Who do they worship? Who do they glorify, uh, who are the real uh, people they, they admire and look up to. You can, you can see them. Uh, uh, Jesus and so on comes in second, a distant second even. You know? uh, uh, so so this, is, this is, and of course, the, we also worship the almighty dollar. Benjamin Franklin's image is very dear to many people for that reason. Anyway, I guess we'll have to stop there. Uh, uh, Continue uh, with this uh, discussion uh, next week. Uh, Let me just mark my place.
and we'll 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 pick up uh, uh, pick up there. Uh, uh, interesting to see that these things which you've already encountered, uh, Krishna saying uh, earlier, uh, historically, to Arjuna is now spelled out again to Uddhava, although in somewhat more detailed uh, 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 way, but just as forcefully. Uh, and he makes these these points. All right, so many uh, switch over. Uh, I show uh, on the speaker. Wait a second. There it is. Now I'm on speakerphone, so you should be able to hear. Maybe we make sure the volume is up all the way. <clears throat> I got a new case here. It's a little harder to hit the button. Okay, the volume is up. So that uh, if you're on the conference call, we can all hear you now, and hopefully the people on the Ustream will do it. And if you're on Ustream, you can uh, text in a question or comment. And we have our studio audience. Hi, <laughs> Krishna. It stated there that they worship their forefathers and leaders among ghostly um, creatures. Can you yeah. elaborate on, on that? Well, uh, yeah, what it says here, uh, Bhuta uh, uh, is, a, is a ghost. Actually, Bhuta means like an, an entity. The entity. There's a horror movie, I think, called The Entity. Yeah. So it's also like Buddha refers to ghosts. And so it says Buddha Pati, the leaders among the ghostly spirits. They're, they're, people do worship ghosts. I mean, uh, the religion in the mode of ignorance. Uh, uh, the Shaivites and people like that, they, they, do, they do worship ghosts. You know, with the whole thing that's called black magic in, in the West... Uh, that tends that tends to be the kind of thing that they they, they go for. If you have a bunch of murderers uh, praying to somebody to make them successful in their murder, and they actually do do some worship, often it's it's to beings like that. And the pitri is the forefathers. The, there's a pitri loka. Uh, where the uh, the, the, the uh, your family ancestors may go, uh, and then by offering to them, you can also uh, free them uh, from from uh, some of their past sinful activities or so on. So the victories, uh, and uh, so these are the things that uh, that and the devas, the various uh, uh, demigods the controllers of the universe, uh, thinking them to be equal to or independent of Krishna. In one sense, we may also worship Devatas. Uh, it says in the Nectar Devotion, if you want to, you can worship Ganesh to remove obstacles in your path of devotional service. Uh, it's not that they are forbidden. When Lord Chaitanya goes on pilgrimage, he offers obeisances to Lord Shiva, Lord Shiva, we, we view him, as the Bhagavatam says, as the greatest among Vaishnavas, Vaishnavanam Yata Shambhu. 
and so worshiping all, all the devotees as Vaishnavas is, is we should actually we should respect them, not disrespect them. But we don't worship them for material benedictions. Uh, if we worship them, it would only be for the help of Krishna consciousness, or to worship them as as devotees. But we're not polytheists. There's only one God. So literally, they're talking about witches and warlocks and demons. Yeah. Well, what 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 we what we have uh, uh, what we have uh, um, uh, in the West, it looks like that. Yeah. But uh, but but in some areas of the of the, of the uh, uh, some developments of Shaiva religion starts to be to be like that. Uh, uh, they 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 do these things, especially worshippers of Kali, and she has attendants who are considered to be like ghosts and things like that. I don't know much about it, and I'm not particularly interested in finding yeah. out any more about yeah. it. But it's there. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I was asked in Krishna book about these women who get their powers by writing on tree limbs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what we've known as witches in the West, they, they ride a, you think it's a broomstick, but actually it used to be just a branch of a tree. And those powers are there. Most people fake it nowadays, but because also sometimes these demonic people perform really horrible sacrifices. We have exists of the Bhagavatam of slicing off your skin to offer to, to Lord Shiva and stuff like that, you know, doing things like that. And But Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, those people who perform some kind of ritual or sacrifice where they torture their bodies, they're to be known as demons. So this extreme self-torture, lying on a bed of nails and uh, all that, that kind of stuff. Uh, we, our body is not to be discarded. It's used in Krishna's service. So to take care of it, it's, it's valuable. I'm not, not simply think it's horrible. So people do surrender sometimes to what's known in America as the dark side of the force. Yeah. <laughs> and there are such cults, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. Kendra asks, do you know what the BBT's translation, BBT's translation team's process was for producing the final volumes of the Bhagavatam, which is what was their workflow? Well, it's, I was there for a while while it was going on, and um, it was a team that was headed by Ridayananda Maharaj, and the two people that at least I knew of that were working closely with him were Gopi Puranadana and, uh, and uh, uh, Dravida. Uh, so so uh, Gopi would actually uh, kind of do a rough translation uh, and, and, and you know, they would work with it with the Bhagavatam that was produced by the Gaudiya mission, uh, with with uh, the the text and then a commentary by by many uh, previous acharyas, different ones in different sections. Some did not comment on all of them. Some did all of them, and Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. That was the one that Prabhupada used. Uh, uh, 
And I once, for, for, for Prabhupada, I actually uh, checked, checked the, the seventh canto out of the University of Pennsylvania library uh, and gave it to Prajumna, who took it with Prabhupada here. And it was, a, it, was in Bengali, it was in Bengali script, although even the Sanskrit was in Bengali script, which was the, that, that edition, which was, which was had the University of Pennsylvania library, had the whole Bhagavatam that was published that way. And then I remember kept kept renewing it every 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 month because it traveled around the world. I was just praying it would come back, which it did. <laughs> uh, and, and then, so they used used that same that same one. And then uh, many times they they would do uh, rough translations, also translations at least some of the commentaries. And then Vridayananda uh, Maharaj would look at the Sanskrit and their thing, and then, then somehow or other uh, make changes or tweak it or add. Or, I don't know exactly what happened in that final process. And Dravida did the, the English editing of the thing. That's, that's how I understood. You have to ask uh, uh, Brahmatirtha or somebody if you want to know anything more de- detailed. Like that, but a lot of work was done by Gopi Puranadana uh, uh, and Dravida also. Um. Okay, Ratna Bhushanam asks, "What is what is it about attachment to sense gratification that turns the person stupid?" Abhudaya. Yeah, it does. Sense gratification makes you stupid. Uh. Why? Why? Uh, because it increases false ego. The definition of stupidity is identifying the self with the material body. Anything, that's what sense gratification does it. You know, the the regular principles of Krishna consciousness, many people just view them as moral rules, rules just having to do with morality. But they have to do with knowledge. so that, 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 that the, uh, the sense, sense gratification, if you wonder, you, I may accept uh, I'm a Hare Krishna, I believe I'm not my body. But to have actually experienced knowledge of myself as a spiritual being, uh, I, uh, then I have to start restricting and regulating sense gratification. Uh, knowledge, first of all, just... just not spiritual knowledge, just knowledge in Vedic terms, depends upon, at the beginning, sattva guna. Even to get in the position of being in the mode of goodness, which is the Brahminical position, one has to become free from the mode of ignorance and the mode of passion. That's at least regulated sense gratification. Our whole culture, at least in the United States of America, the, the standard of advancement is the standard of the mode of passion. That goodness is not recognized uh, as valuable, generally. Mode of passion uh, is the uh, competitive sense, success and competitive sense gratification. The mode of passion, the ability to enjoy. Uh, And uh, ignorance is looked down upon uh, but the, the effects of the mode of, of ignorance is when, when one gets the, 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 well, the effect of the mode of passion, according to Bhagavad Gita, is misery. 
the result is you work really hard, you do all kinds of crimes to, to, to legal or illegal, but they're still crimes, nasty things, to enhance your sense gratification. Uh, and you start to feel bad, and the result of all that is you start to suffer. You commit sins, and the result, because the, remote, the result of the mode of passion is misery, because your hankering and desires have no limit, but you run across limitations in the real world, such as you get old, such as, you know, past a certain age, you can't find attractive sexual partners, you know, you, you, uh, and so on. Your money goes away, other people, to, anyway, so many, so misery is the result. And then to deal, to deal with the misery, people then turn to various forms of intoxications and, and other things like that to distract them. You know, I mean, you go to a casino and you see these slot machines and whole busloads of elderly people sitting there, you know, pulling this lever mindlessly and that's their, their happiness. I mean, it's just wild what people do just to forget, to absorb themselves in something interesting when there's no other interest left in life, just to sit and pull this lever or whatever. They Maybe they push buttons now, I don't know. I haven't seen a slot machine in quite a while. I'm sure they're really improving the high tech, you know. I mean, it's a, it, this is what happens. So that you see an increase in passion and you also see an increase in ignorance. If you have some instruction, when you begin to suffer from the modes of passion, you can go to, to goodness. But people are not taught in that way. So knowledge depends upon goodness. It's that knowledge is not inculcated in universities either. Again, the standard of advancement is the standard of the mode of passion. So in any kind of like, even to traditional classical education is going out. It's mostly technical knowledge. Uh, and, and, and so they, then, so people, so things that, that should be objects of knowledge, people cannot, they don't have the capacity. They, they, they simply are not doing the right things to be able to experience your own self or the self of the self, which is in the heart. But when the mode of goodness comes, starts to come about, then you start to, to, to be able to have what people call spiritual experience. Uh, and sense gratification uh, causes that. It makes you stupid. Uh, a buddhaya. Uh, it makes you one of the, these people. Uh, and then they say, I can't see God, where's God? You, you know, got atheist propaganda everywhere. Uh, but unfortunately, many, many people who follow, uh, at least uh, profess a religion, also don't understand that they're supposed to limit or restrict. Well, they have a little restricted sense gratification. Major crimes they avoid often. But still, they can't have actual spiritual experience. Although some do, I mean, some really un understand this, but it's, it, it's, it's kind of esoteric knowledge, even though Christianity, Islam, Judaism, all have great saintly persons who had some, some at least understanding, uh, some, some level of spiritual experience. But that's only for a very special few people and not everybody. Uh, so 
Krishna consciousness is more merciful. It wants to actually extend this. Yeah, because formerly, in certain times, you had to be a brahmana. You had to be born in a brahminical family. You had to be raised the right way to even come close to this knowledge. Uh, but now, now uh, formerly ineligible people are now eligible. Um, but still, it remains an open secret. If it's secret, because that word that we hear is called paroksha in the Bhagavad Gita is guhyam guyatamam, you know, secret, hidden. But it's an open secret. It's an open secret because Krishna kind of lays it all out flat in the, in the Bhagavad Gita, and still people can't see it. Still, so many people know Sanskrit and they they get things, but they don't they don't. They don't accept uh, what Krishna is saying at at face value. Okay. Um, There's a call from Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, hi, Krishna. Can you hear us? Yeah, fine. Thank you very much. Here we can. Hi, Krishna. Uh, Vidagya Prabhu, I think theoretically you should be heard now. Why don't you go ahead and ask your question? Uh, do you like Banu Swami's translation? Do I like Banu Swami's translation? Yeah, it's good, it's good to have another take on it. You know, he carefully follows Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's commentary. And it's, it's, whereas the BBT, they, Vishwanath Chakravarti, a lot of times they follow him, but also sometimes others, because there's a lot. So it's, there'll be a little difference. But, uh, but I, I generally appreciate his, his, the, the, the way he does. Uh, and it's, 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 it brings out one aspect that, that and it's so a chant station follows the commentary of Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. But I like it, yeah. I use it, I find it helpful. And Bhumipati, uh, he also did Uddhava Gita. You have Oops. that? Bhumipati? He's a Bengali. Bhumipati. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't think I have that one. Oh. I, I mostly I have the I have uh, uh, I have uh, translations of, of Bhagavad Gita commentaries uh, of, of from our authorities done done by uh, 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 mostly Banuswami I think. Uh, some someone someone did Baladevi Jibushana's Gita also. I, I forgot who, who that is exactly. But the, but the only one I know so far that that's done the the, the Bhagavatam is Banuswami, and he's done it simply based on basically he's translating Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's commentary. I have another. I have a question. Um, have you ever tried to preach to Christians who confuse heaven with the spiritual world and heavenly enjoyment with love of God? Yes. yes. Yeah, of course. And you meet different Christians. I mean, Christianity, there are some people that heaven is basically 
a kind of extended sense gratification. Uh, mellow sense gratification in a way, you know, but basically that's what it is. You're united with your relatives. That's uh, sort of like that, like a, like a, like a heavenly planet. Uh, there are other Christians who have a more, a more understanding that, that, that heaven is the beatific vision. That is to say, it's direct experience of, of, uh, of God. I mean, this is the culmination of Dante's divine comedy. Comedy means you go up, you don't go down. Tragedy, go you go down. Comedy, you go up. In the strict sense of the term comedy, it's a happy ending, but the happy ending is you rise to the spheres of angels and finally you, 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 you see what he describes uh, as a, a, a yellow rose that's forever blooming to describe the kingdom of God. So that's not bad. I mean, we have a lotus that has many petals and keeps going, and he has a many-petaled rose that keeps opening. So, so you know, that, that, that's taken from tradition. I, I don't know what Dante actually saw, but he describes this. And that's considered really to be the ultimate uh, is somehow still having the uh, association uh, of the Lord and and his son and the, the whole Trinity but it's most you know, got a quite 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 strong sense of awe and reverence and all of that uh, so you know, it depends on who the Christians are uh, but it's mostly it's there, there's not a clear separation between you know, if there's bhakti, it's, it's, it's usually karma, mishra bhakti, and sometimes it's mostly karma, just a little bhakti. Uh, so it's, it's interesting to explain to them uh, the difference between uh, karma, jnana, and bhakti, and you can see those three strands also appear in Christian traditions. And, uh, and remember, they're tend to be sometimes interwoven in the Vedic traditions. I mean, really, a prayer that we have to the six Goswamis talks about how they, nana, shastra, vichara, and I can know, they went through all scriptures and they kind of dissected out from karma and jnana, pure devotional service. And I, I, I firmly for the day where it may be inspired a little bit by, by Krishna consciousness, somebody will do that for for uh, Christian literature and I, I think you'll you'll find it there and and, and dissect out pure devotional service because these strands are there they just tend to be mixed together and not as clearly discerned uh, to me I mean, one of the big attractions to Krishna consciousness is that the basic principles of karma jnana and bhakti really illuminated a great deal, uh, just uh, as telling us something about spiritual life in general, the way it's manifest in all different religions, and then you add the three modes of material nature, that pretty much covers the field uh, as tools for under grasping all kinds of what's called religious phenomena. It, it, so, it seems like the, some of the Islamic uh, people uh, they have this idea of heaven, and it's not clear, you know, what. Yeah, most people, is. the idea of heaven is not clear. 
Uh, but then again, there are there are Islamic mystics. I guess most of them now considered to be Sufis, uh, who, who come close, who, who have. But when I when I've talked to a lot of Sufis, it's 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 more like jnana mishra bhakti, bhakti mixed with jnana rather than bhakti mixed with, with karma. Uh, but anyway, that's. There, you know, but there, there are there are people who who have at least some intuition of that, hmm. and of course, you know, Sufis in some parts of the Muslim world keep getting attacked, bombed, their their shrines destroyed, the temples ripped, ripped down. So there's a conflict, even within Islam. Uh, mm-hmm. Because Sunni Shia and the, the, the Sunnis, uh, mostly Sunnis and the Shia tend to, is that right? Which is which I get in the front I'm sorry. Anyway, there, 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 there's conflicts there about this too. Okay? Yes. Ravindra Shripuru, please set my humble yeah. day. If I could answer this with a question. Yeah, sure. Uh, could you just briefly explain uh, how Buddhism came from the Kshatriya tradition and Jainism came from the Vaisha tradition? Well, just, just that Buddha was a prince. Right? They were not, he was not a Brahmana. He was, he was a prince, Prince Siddhartha the Sakyamuni clan. So he was a prince up in what is now Nepal. Uh, and uh, and uh, I don't know as much about the Jains, but, but they, they're, 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 they're mostly mercantile people. And that must have been the origin of Mahavir or, or, or uh, from its beginning. Mostly, both of them, you know, the Jains are famous, at least originally, for being extremely nonviolent, uh, wearing a mask over their face to 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 uh, not uh, inhale bugs, sweeping the ground in front of them, not to step on insects. Sometimes wearing the saints wearing no clothes, uh, and 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 so on. So they seem to come out of out of that that uh, that uh, kind of anti reaction against the excesses of Vedic sacrifice. Jains pretty much remained uh, remained uh, uh, at least in modern times restricted to India. Although they may there may have been Jains in in, in the West in, in Alexandria and places like that. Uh, in, in classical times, um, uh, because because they, the, the the Greeks talk about the gymnosophists, the naked sages of India, uh, and uh, that may have been the Jains, or they may have been others before the Jains who also went on clothes or sky clad, as they say, Naga Babas, you know, the naked sages that show up at Kumbh Mela and so on. Uh, 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 but but anyway, the the the, the, the but the Bu- Buddhism, of course, 
in, a, in, in, a, in a, the first form, uh, uh, which is now called Hinayana Buddhism, was very strict and very monastic. And practically, people who were not highly renounced people were not really part of it. But then it became a later appearance of this uh, Mahayana Buddhism, the greater vehicle as opposed to what's called a smaller vehicle. Vehicle means could save more people and could be practiced by those who are not monks and and strict renunciates. Uh, And it says that when Mahayana started, that Buddha had spoken certain texts which were hid with the Nagas. There's a relationship between Buddhism and Nagas. It's very interesting. Hid with the Nagas and then they were revealed at a certain time. And that form of Buddhism you know, spread then all into Southeast Asia, into China, ultimately Japan, and, and, and so on. So it, it, and it was much more missionary, a kind of a form in that, that way, in this Mahayana form. It's called, called Mahayana. I don't know if these are currently fashionable terms, but that was what they, 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 they used for this, this, this form of... Uh, of, uh, of, of of Buddhism. Um, I, I don't want to take too much time, but get, the Buddhism is connected with the Nagas. Yeah, that that that, that story is there. Uh, at any rate, and I, I just read what scholars have pointed out that there's a seems to be a connection between Buddhism and Nagas, and the, when they're pointing out that this. The idea with Mahayana Buddhism, when certain uh, scriptures became manifest that no one had really seen before, is that that Buddha had spoken them, they were hidden with the Nagas. And then later, at a proper time, they were revealed on earth. Uh, That's all I know, but that's what they say, and the comment was that there is is, is some kind of connection between uh, uh, Buddhism and Nagas. But I don't know anything more about it. I took a course, you know, I read some books at one time, and uh, now I'm not not studying these things so much anymore. Mahavira was born into a royal family. Mahavira was born into a royal family. But then, okay, well, that's good to know. I didn't know where Mahavira came from. But they, but I, I just heard I think from Prabhupada that that the Jains were were mostly a, a Vaishya movement and Buddhism was a Kshatriya, uh, and I don't I don't know exactly the history of the Jains very much. Uh, the Jains took care of my survey house. course in religious studies at the time. <laughs> the Jains had Goshalas in cities in South India. Yeah, don't know they all over the place. They have goshalas and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. They do. Uh-huh. Even that there there's there's Jane Jane monks coming to America. Although how they fly without killing hundreds of animals, I have no idea. But, or driving a car, but they, uh, they they they're now Jane's in America too. You have to make some accommodation. Because, I mean, jet travel is very violent. Car travel is also violent. Look at your windshield or your, or your your bumpers, you know. 
Anything else? No? So we will we will commence a week from today at ten thirty in the morning with uh, eleven twenty one thirty one. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Shima Bhagavatam ki jai.